Hello, and welcome to the Ryan Frank Podcast, helping you think, work, and create like never before. Hey, good morning. Welcome to the Daily Coffee Chat with Ryan Frank. So glad that you are here. Good morning, Facebook. Good morning, uh, podcast listeners, those of you on YouTube. So glad you are here. I'm joined today with Heidi Hensley, who I'm going to introduce to you momentarily. First of all, congratulations. You have made it through midweek. It is Thursday, so way to go. Um, we are in September, September the 3rd. Are you ready for a great fall? I know it looks different this year, but you can do this. Remember, we are all stronger together. I love these daily coffee chats. Thank you to everyone who has been uh, listening over these last few months as we've been doing this every day through the pandemic. We've had some great conversations, and I'm so grateful to each of you for being here. The number on the screen, 833-792-6372, is the number to text if you have a question, if you have a recommended topic, someone you think I should bring on to the coffee chat, or if you would like to join me on the coffee chat, text that number right there. We'd love to hear from you. Heidi Hensley. Yes. In beautiful San Diego, California. Good morning, Heidi. Good morning. Right before we went live, I told Heidi it's been way too long since we've talked. We've texted each other. We've emailed each other, but I don't know that we've had a conversation in a few years, which is messed up because you're one of my favorite people ever. <laughs> well, it's really messed up when you know that we kind of land in the same places at conferences, but we're always busy doing our thing. We are. That's the problem. <laughs> That's it. So Heidi, you and I first met, I think it was at a children's pastors conference. It had to be 10 years ago. I yep. feel like it was in San Diego, or not San Diego. I feel like it was in Orlando at... Coronado Springs, but maybe not. I feel like Jim Weidman introduced us, but maybe because your husband was there. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I know that Jim Weidman was our introduction. He was our introduction. That I know. I don't know if, it, if the first time was in Orlando, but it very well could have been. But yeah, about 10 years ago. Yeah. So yeah. Heidi is an awesome children's pastor. She is serving at Shadow Mountain Community Church, right? Yep. yep. Um, which is under the leadership of Dr. David Jeremiah, one of my favorite Bible teachers ever. <laughs> Heidi, I don't know if I've ever told you that David Jeremiah, for a lot of years, was in Fort Wayne, Indiana, mm -hmm. which is just about 45 minutes from Kids Matter HQ. Have oh. we made that connection? So I'm really close with Blackhawk Ministries and Blackhawk Baptist Church, where he was at all those years. I, I did not know that. I yeah. know that I met some of the people from Blackhawk at CPC. They came up and they were all excited to, to be in, you know, my session because they of that connection. But yeah. So how's David Jeremiah's got to be getting up there in age? Is he like 70? Honestly, is he, he's got, he's in his seventies, isn't he? Yeah, he is. And he's still going strong? Going, you know what? He goes stronger than most 25 year olds I know. Does he really? <laughs> Both on an energy and teaching front. I mean, I think he's probably forgotten more about the Bible than most of us know. <laughs> but I bet that's true. Yeah. But, you know, like you said, he's a great teacher, in-depth teacher, wonderful leader. And um, one of the favorite things that I love to say when people ask me what it's like to work for Dr. Jeremiah is the person you get, you know, on the screen, on the stage is the person that I work for. Like that's really? who you see who he is. Yeah. And that's one of the things I admire the most about him. So if you passed him in the hallway... Would he talk to you? I mean, is he, is he, does he have a personable, does he have good interpersonal skills like offstage? A lot of, 
like a lot of guys are so personable on stage, but then they're a different person during the week. That's not the case with him. Yeah, no, he's, he's very personable. He's my direct report. So I answer to him. Um, so I interact, I engage with him frequently, but, um, but even the average person, he's friendly, outgoing. He loves to, um, our son's girlfriend works at Jamba Juice nearby and he comes in and gets his Jamba and he'll stand and talk to them. And yeah, he's super personable. Okay. So here's the deal. You've got to get me out to your church sometime in the next year. Like when it starts getting cold Yeah. here, December, January, February, <laughs> we got to come up with a reason to get out to your church and do something so you can introduce me so we can hang out first and foremost and do something. <laughs> and then so you can introduce me to David Jeremiah. Okay. Deal. I'm holding okay. you to it. We are recording this. I'm holding you to it. <laughs> So what's this pandemic been like for your children's ministry? I assume like every, you're in California. I mean, it's crazy everywhere, but California is a little crazy. You've not met for a while, right? Nope. We have not met. I think March, I have it up there on the calendar. March um, 21st was our first online kids service. And we have not come back together since then. Um, physically, we have not come back together in a kids ministry front. Um, a month or so ago, we started doing, like everybody else, we started the outdoor outdoor services and uh, you know we get to see some of our kids there but we don't get to do our own children's ministry um, in that regard so they're sitting with mom and dad or whatever yeah yeah we Um, have a kids table they can come by get a color sheet some activities say hi give us a you know we call it a hand sanitized high five but you know and then and then go take a seat but yeah that's about been the extent of it other than doing online interaction so what have you found? Um, I know it's kind of evolved over a few months, over a few months, like what works, what doesn't work, things work, don't work. Like in these recent last few weeks, what are, what, what are you doing to connect with the kids in your ministry and families that seems to be working or that you're yes. in? One of the things that we found out really quickly was, you know, a lot of us use curriculum and I know we're going to talk about curriculum today. A lot of people, when this happened in a quick response, pushed out some of the automated curriculum pieces to their to their families and their kids. And what we didn't want to happen was, we know that kids ministry is about connection. And so we wanted our kids to still see their regular Bible teachers and Sunday school teachers. And so we bring them in, we'll film today at 10 a.m. for the weekend. And so when you log on to watch our kids service, it's not, you're not seeing the curriculum provided material. We're still on our curriculum, but it's being taught like you are sitting in the room of our kids church. And so the personal connection has been a big piece and then not overdoing the Zoom piece. We've yes. dropped off the Zoom piece and we're equipping parents to be active with their kids. And we've noticed that that's been our sweet spot. Love it. Do you yeah. have any idea when you're going to be able to start up children's ministry in person? <laughs> our joke is that legally we have no idea because of the size of our church. If you look at the California structured there's there's really not even a zone that gets to the place that we're fully open so i have no idea um unless we push into some of these mandates and bend the rules and you know interpret them differently um, we could be trying something in the next three or four weeks but again because we're large we draw attention when we do that kind of stuff yeah gotcha um well thanks for joining me heidi on the coffee chat heidi is an amazing again she's an amazing children's ministry leader, children's pastor, has a great children's ministry. Um, Sometime go to uh, Google Shadow Mountain Community Church. Is it shadowmountain.org? Shadowmountain.org. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and go to the children's ministry section. 
um, they're really, they're on it, they're doing great things. Uh, we're gonna talk about curriculum for a few minutes. So Heidi, there are, I think one of the silver linings of this pandemic for those of us in children's ministry is it's given us an opportunity to evaluate um, our systems and our curriculum and just everything that we're doing. We've been able to slow down a little bit and really step back, the kids aren't in the building. Are we happy with what we're doing? If you haven't used this as an opportunity to evaluate, you really should, it's a great opportunity to evaluate. And in the community, I've, I'm hearing a lot of people talking about their curriculum and we're kind of in a, a new school year, which is a good time to think about new curriculum. Um, Heidi, what's your thoughts on, do you feel like a church should every so often just change curriculum or at a minimum every so often evaluate it? Should we just stick with the denominations curriculum till Jesus comes again? I mean, what's your thought about that as far as when do I switch curriculum or should I? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think you should switch curriculums like for the same reason you would switch shampoo. <laughs> if it's not serving you anymore, if it's not doing the job, yeah. it's time. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, if, if, and the biggest way I measure that is through my leaders. It's actually not through the kids. The reality is if I put a passionate person in a room with, you know, a little golden book, they're going to do something in depth because they're passionate about a kid understanding who Jesus is, period. Yep. If, if I give them better tools, of course, it's going to make it awesome. But making sure that your leader is excited about it is where we start. And so when I, when I came to Shadow Mountain, one of the things that we talked about was we wanted to set a goal of taking the kids through the, act, through the entire Bible. So we're using the gospel project right now. It doesn't mean I will use that for eternity, mm -hmm. but right now it's accomplishing the goal of taking our kids from point A to point Z and getting them through the entire, entire Bible. Mm -hmm. uh, we're in evaluation mode. We're about midsection into the New Testament in that curriculum. So we're coming, you know, to a close eventually and yep. we're beginning to look at some of the things that we evaluate to choose a new curriculum now we may land back on that very same curriculum because we liked it mm -hmm. but there's some things that we measure and look at for choosing and yeah so that's that's kind of where we're at but i think you should switch um if it's not serving your leaders and definitely if it's not serving your kids and families but certainly yeah. your leaders What's it look like for you guys when you evaluate when you evaluate a curriculum? When we evaluate a curriculum, or when when I evaluate a curriculum, first of all, I don't open. This might be, I think it's all right. I'm the leader in the room, right? Yep, sure. Yep. <laughs> I am the kids pastor in yep. in this setting. Um, I don't come to the table with with my team. I don't come to the table and just open the doors and say, "This is this is." time to choose curriculum, bring anything and everything to the table. I think as leaders, we have our due diligence to make sure that it lines up, you know, um, doctrinally and theologically and, you know, it's sound. Once I have figured out three or four curriculums that I would be willing to accommodate in my budget and in, in our space, then I bring it to the team and go, okay, I need you to dive through this. And we look for does it match the culture of the church? There's three C's and it's kind of like, it's a cheesy model, but it works. Yep. Um, but does it match the culture of the church? We have quickly learned that, um, for example, Orange is a very large curriculum. A lot of churches use it, especially large churches use it. Yep. Um, 
the music and some of the things written in the South don't fly with a kid on the West Coast. It's interesting. It doesn't meet the culture of our church. The other reason it doesn't meet is you know who our, te- our pastor is. And so in-depth Bible teaching, something that really dives deep and yep. just feels meaty um, is required. You, you, can't, you can't teach on a more surfacey level around here and get away with it very, very long. Um, the capability is the second one that we, you know, are we capable of doing it? If this curriculum, for example, I was at a church where I was the kids person and that was, everybody else was volunteers. I didn't have a staff. Was I capable of replicating it, teaching it? Did I need 15 people to help me execute it well versus three? So was I capable of doing it really, really well with excellence? And then, um, the last piece is just the chemistry of it. Is it, does it, does it create an excitement and a passion with my team? Mm-hmm. And those are the things that, yeah. Those are good C's. Yeah, three C's. Three C's. Culture, capability, and chemistry. Culture, does it fit the culture of our ministry? Because you're right, every church has a unique culture. Yes. Um, capability, are we going to be able to pull this off? And chemistry, does it, just does it feel right? I I like those. Those are good three C's. Um, What do you think, Heidi, about the pressure that we put on ourselves sometimes to write our own curriculum? Like, do you feel like we um, need to have that pressure on ourselves? You think it's okay to write your own curriculum? Do you think it's better that you don't write your own curriculum (laughs) and do something else? What are your thoughts on that? I think the same evaluation goes into play. Um, For example, we don't use a pre-written curriculum for our summer program. Our summer program will have 2000 kids on site. It's very well known in the city. And if I put something out, the reality is a lot of churches around us will use like the one year that um, I think it was group or Lifeway. One of the two did shipwreck. I loved that summer program. I loved the script. I loved everything about it. And so I made the executive decision that year to use that, that written curriculum. And what we know is, you know, lots of churches use shipwrecked and our pastor likes it when we're original. And so especially things that are seen around our city. So we have stuck to writing our own. Um, I think if you're wanting to accomplish something that it does not exist in a written curriculum, write your own. And if you're capable of doing it, you know, write your own. There's absolutely nothing wrong with it. If you have somebody who has the time to get it, get into the biblical depth and make sure that, you know, your theology, your doctrine, everything's hitting on point. And then you have the creative resources. That's a lot of the reason why a lot of people don't write their own curriculum is they don't have somebody to make the videos and the slides and all that kind of stuff. That's true. Yeah. Um, all right, here's my last question for you, Heidi. What does a volunteer have to do before they get hit in the head with that baseball bat that's hanging <laughs> on the wall? So at what point, how many Sundays do they have to no-show without telling you on Planning Center before you hit them on the head with that baseball bat? Is it two Sundays or three? I won't hit them in the head with the bat. I might throw it at them. No, I'm kidding. Okay. Right. <laughs> you got to tell us what that baseball bat's all about. And I, I, I said... I told you before we went live, I love your bookcase too. I love that yes. just because it's so unique. So the baseball bat. The baseball bat is a gift from Southeast Christian. Um, I got to go be part of their their fall like extravaganza when they were launching. And it was really cool. They bring in all of their volunteers and get them just ready to go for the next season. And I got to go be their keynote for that. Um, 
And then like a week or so later, I have this random long box show up in the mail at my house here in San Diego. And um, they take, they took my signature. So it has um, no. the fall thing on it. Yeah, let me show you. Man, yeah. that is neat. So it's, it's just on this little holder. Check this out. That is cool. That's pretty that, cool, right? It's that, from Louisville Slugger because they're in Louisville. Man, that is so cool. What a neat gift. Yeah, such a sweet gift. That is, a, that is so, what's the name of, it's been a while since I've connected. I can picture him, but the children's pastor there, if it's the same guy. You remember? You're thinking of Bo Harrington. Yes. Is he still and there? He, he's still there. I, I know that he's like switched around with his title. Um, I think he's doing some more next gen type stuff there. Gotcha. Um, but Bo's, he's the one who, who brought me in and just, just a fantastic leader. And have you ever walked into a church lobby that size? Um, in your life? Yes. Willow Creek. Okay, Willow Creek. Sounds <laughs> That's true. But that might be the only one oh I've ever word. seen larger than that lobby. That was intense. Huge. Yeah. 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 Um, Heidi, thanks for joining me on the coffee chat. Would you wrap us up? Would you just speak a word of encouragement over the community? Maybe someone that's discouraged or um, someone that just needs a word of encouragement today. Would you end us with that, please? Yeah. Um, well, if you are a leader and you are discouraged right now, um, I can tell you this. Uh, you know, we're studying here at Shadow. We are studying um, Elijah and Elisha and the the reality or one of the things that I'm personally seeing in my studies is how God often pulls his people aside before he does something really big with them. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's done several times in the Bible. And I kind of feel like somebody pointed that out in our Devo, one of our team members pointed that out. And I've been sitting on that information and it's been encouraging for me because especially in children's, we're used to pace, we're used to busy, we're used to tangible things that we have to do. And when we sit, sometimes it, it's, it doesn't feel good. We want to be used. Yeah. And the only thing that I lean into is the hope that the church is ready to rise. You know, we're ready to do something big. And I think, I think as far as children's ministry leaders, I think we needed this. I think we needed a break to sit back, to reevaluate and figure out what we can do well so that when those doors open, we come running. And I don't know, that's kind of how I feel about it. Love um, it. Yeah. Love it. Heidi, Hopefully. thank you so much. Yeah. Heidi Hensley, find her. She's part of the I Love Kidman Facebook community. If you have any questions, you want to pick her brain on anything, she's great to do that with. Just send her a Facebook message, find her on Facebook. Um, Heidi, keep up the great work. Thank you. You tell, too. Tell Dr. Jeremiah Ryan Frank said hi. Okay. I sure will. <laughs> He'll say Ryan who? But you just tell him he's got a big fan in Indiana. You got it. And, um, and keep up the great work, honestly. You're doing a great job. Love you, Heidi. All right. Thank you. Friends, thank you so much for joining me on today's coffee chat. It's been a great conversation. Um, hey, we're going to be back tomorrow. We will be back um, all week next week. It's going to be a wonderful, wonderful conversation together. I hope you can join us back at the same time. Remember, if you have a recommended topic or something you'd like, uh, for me to talk to you about or someone to bring on to the coffee chat, please text 833-792-6372. As you prepare for the weekend, lots of great resources at kidsmatter.com, downloadable games.
downloadable on-screen activities, downloadable curriculum, stuff for parents during this quarantine. If you've not been to Kids Matter in a while, go check it out. If I tell people if you've not been there in a few days, go check it out because every day, every day new downloads are hitting the site. Friends, be blessed. Thanks again for being a part of this community and uh, we will see you tomorrow. This episode of the Ryan Frank podcast has ended, but be sure to subscribe for more productivity and life hacks to help you stay on the leading edge. And if you like what you heard, please rate this podcast with five stars. Thanks so much and talk to you next time.